You know, we're back. Yeah. Can the girls, yeah. can the children, can we just talk, <laughs> like. <laughs> hey, y'all, it's been a right? long time. What's um, new? What's so we up? dropped, like, first of all, hey, it's Ty. And it's Bria. Y'all should know that by now. Do you I only have like... one name? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Just <laughs> like, bitch, y'all should know who we are. At this like, point. you got a new, like, you have a whole new, I'm so confused like you have a whole new name or something like you just changed your no, name over the course of no i didn't i didn't but mm. you know so, i guess if you needed a reminder of who we are we are the hosts of the bussy next time yeah. we are i okay so we let's you know let's just go into a few things before we get started uh the last time we were here <laughs> the last time we were around <laughs> the last time we were we were popping out like we were you know giving y'all episodes yeah. it was we we dropped the episode December like yeah 14? it was like before <laughs> it was before Christmas it was like two weeks before Christmas it wasn't even yeah. like a couple of days it's been a oh, long God. time um yeah. but we're bitches are back mm-hmm. um bitches have moved I am bitches I am bitches bitches have moved bitches are in therapy I am bitches we're seeing our way through it y'all we're trying we want 2022 to be a little less shitty than it was this one then then it's then it's cousin girl um the month is we're only on it's january what 27 not even february and how many people are already gone like you know, we're gonna get to it because that's, that's oh, okay. Okay, right. That is that is right, correct. Because I don't be with the shit. Um yeah. so yeah, welcome back to the podcast. We're happy to be back after a very, very, very long hiatus. Um didn't we didn't forget about wait, we didn't forget about y'all. We are back in the in these streets, mm-hmm. back in this bitch, but a little more rich on oh, my papa bear shit, need hot, poor rich. I just definitely did a little way in line and we don't fuck with them. So, wow. Whoops. But that just really came off the top. Wow. Well, that wasn't mine, that was Wayne's. I know, but it okay. just it did. It did. Um okay, so today we're talking about black mysticism and black magical shit. And it's two bad black queer magical bitches. Mm-hmm. Um I just feel like <laughs> this is the thing. So fun fact, we recorded this episode. This is our second time or third time doing this. Second? This is like the third time. Third? Third. Yeah. Third. Oh my gosh, it was. So the first time we really Mary tried to have this conversation <laughs> with y'all, but the universe didn't want to let us ah, do that. This is the third. Okay. We tr- we had it with us. I think we had it with Shelly or tried to have it with Shelly or something. Yeah. And that didn't work. And now, okay. okay. Yeah. I so I'm gonna start this off by saying I came to drag a few of your faves, and I don't know if you <laughs> girls are ready. Preface things you might feel strongly about what we feel strongly about right and you may also oppose and be like oh i don't feel that way we don't mm-hmm. care and that's cool but oh not that's know. cool so maybe I'm that I mean, person. no i was gonna say that's cool but like start your own podcast oh but oh engage with us or, or engage with us at bought one second generation on instagram right. and facebook absolutely Thanks. comment you can comment and let us know how you, you can think tweet us and be like bitch y'all tried it 
but we're like probably gonna ignore that but it's it's okay like we love the engagement though we do um <laughs> before we start um i was also going to give like a definition of like uh speculation and black speculation um as a bitch who be writing about those things um so for me uh having written many a story and a thesis and a manuscript about it i see like black speculation as a concept that's like allowed black creators black storytellers to speculate on what like the future can look like what alternate realities can look like that includes us in it because you know quite often many all the time pretty much in in mainstream like science fiction fantasy anything that has to do um with like magical realism whatever um we're left out of a conversation black people black queer people um we're put in like very minor roles um looking at damn what is that what is his name in the only black kid at harry potter what he was how to get away with murder you know who i'm talking about <laughs> you know who i'm talking about yes. his well his real name his actual name is alfred enoch thank um, you so much all right yeah but yeah similarly they play very minor roles um or they're killed off um very sad about my girl on game of thrones uh spoiler for game of thrones but i guess like it sucks. The ending sucks. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, we're stereotyped or just don't really show up at all in any of these spaces. So for for me, like Black speculation, mysticism is a space where like Black people can enter into these worlds. And, you know, instead of being written out of them, we can like think about how technology, magic, all things like fantastical and whimsical, um, you know, all of these effects have on these societies that we're a part of and how we can like collectively imagine ways for all of us to um, exist together and not just like have a few people showing up. So, you know, those are just uh, my thoughts on Black speculation. Um, you know, things like Afrofuturism, mysticism. I really became like that Afrofuturist, um, Black science fiction girly in undergrad when I first read Octavia Butler, my fave. Um, but I've been inspired by a lot of people to like be a creator because of, you know, these sort of ideas. But yeah. Oh, she's coming. That's, that's, um, we're going to come back to that. <laughs> we were to Octavia Butler. That but I so when you're talking like in thinking about how many black like characters who are who are magical mystical, mystical get killed off first of mm -hmm. all the first thing I thought about was um I was gonna go directly into dragging every like a show that people really seem to <laughs> like yeah, but I'm before nice. I get there I want to talk about yes I want to talk about American Horror Story Coven Oh wow! Because I didn't even think about that. Come on, Willow Smith with the wow. <laughs> it so I when you were talking, like giving your definition, one of the things I thought about right was Queenie. Well, was Queenie who was also Gabby Sidibe's character, um, mm -hmm. and Coven, and how like she was a minor character, 
Mm-hmm. I would argue with like, like a supporting role or supporting character. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Queenie's backstory was so much more interesting to me than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think her powers of being like a human voodoo doll, because that's, that's just kind of how, like, how they put it in the show, also mm-hmm. pissed me off because I feel like, so I don't know how, <laughs> I'm sure quite a few of you are American horrors, I mean, American horror story fans, or were up until like, I don't know, season four <laughs> or five. I don't know when y'all tapped out. I tapped, I tapped out at four. I tapped out at four. I think, I don't remember. I think I stopped with Hotel. I was in the middle of Hotel and I was like, bitch, I don't know what You know what? I tried to watch Hotel and when the the first episode when Lady Gaga's character puts the screwdriver in like in Homeboy's ad, I was like, this is not for me. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I wasn't... I I didn't finish Hotel and I haven't watched anything. After, no, same. Well, I did watch part of the season where they, of, um, I watched part of Apocalypse because Coven did like a reemergence. Oh. And they had Billy Porter and they had Angela Bassett kind of pop up after, you know, we know she also did not make it through the anyway. <laughs> um the way that I feel like a lot of these show because also like Angela Bassett is another, like I forgot what her character was called, but My like okay. yes, of the of like being a like being a black person who holds magical powers, like a lot of these drums, like Bria said, like they don't we don't stick around long enough or we're not considered important. But I also feel like one of the things that pissed me off was like I could so during this, like at the end of the show, of the end of Coven, they're looking for the next Supreme. The next Supreme end, end up being what's her name, Adelia, Delia, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. um, the Supreme's daughter, the current Supreme, like that reigning Supreme's daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it pisses me off because I remember like they have like the Seven Wonders, and like I don't know when Queenie, like where Queenie, what Queenie couldn't do. I think she got to, like the fifth wonder or some shit like that, and like couldn't yeah. do the other two. And I was like, this also pisses me off because I feel like Queenie. With the powers that we had already seen, Mama had been hell and back. Mama had like battled with death. I mean, had couldn't kill her. Had did all the things. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is outrageous. Mm-hmm. And like, it was a reminder that I feel like even when black people are mystical and magical, and white folks eyes, we're still we're still less than. Mm-hmm. Like we, we could they, be. I, the- feel like, I feel like they never set her up as like a serious contender as like being a supreme either. Like they it was. Did it. Like Emma Roberts' character, or like that other white girl, um, the other two. Surprise, bitch! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you thought you saw the last of me. That was she didn't give. That was that was really great. That was fantastic. It's, it's the but, line that I use on a regular basis <laughs> in my everyday life. It is. I'm just saying that you know, yeah. I feel like you know, like you said, uh, Queenie's character was someone who you know they didn't really like seriously pursue or like even discussing in like her backstory or stuff like that so yeah that that definitely is like an example and like I even forget that she was in that show um which is tragic because I feel like like that's wild to me because I feel like her powers were the most interesting like Mm -hmm. yes other bitches had telekinesis and could like you know um teleport themselves and all that great shit but like Mm -hmm. Queenie's powers to me felt like, bitch, if there was ever, and I also feel it, like it was a real dark, like, ooh, right. Given, but like, I also <laughs> felt like her connection to like the black, I forgot, I forgot Angela Bass's character, but Angela Bass's character and her and their connection also made me feel like you don't gotta be no supreme, bitch. Like these these black witches and over here was, got a whole cover like, of their own, and like fuck them whites. You reminded me, and you make me mad because, because <laughs> I'm like I remember that sort of like interaction and i'm just like why didn't they make it like a super big deal for her to like push back against these white bitches and like go join angela bassett and like you know learn and um 
sort of explore like black um witchy shit and instead of like trying to be a part of the white people's thing like I feel like that would have been a lot more interesting to me if like her and Angela Bassett's character would have like been together like I don't know coming up with some shit scheming some shit or whatever um but they did them both dirty by the end I mean you know uh Ryan Murphy Oh girl, I... loves to play in the faces of black folk. So I watched Hollywood as well, which is I think another Brian Murphy. I did Murphy. watch. I did watch. And Hollywood. I remember feeling the way that I felt about the third season, like American Horror Story coming. I remember feeling like about that how I felt about Hollywood, mm. and being like, I really don't like him as a director. Like the whiteness and the privilege just pops out every time, mm. and I, you can keep it. Um, which also now brings me to black women who are mystical and magical and who die. And also I think specifically black queer folks mm-hmm. who are mystical and magical and die. That brings mm-hmm. me to a lot of y'all favorite show, but I got time today. We have time today. I've tra- I have dragged this show two different occasions now. And now we're on occasion three and I still got the same vitriol and the same energy. It's fine. It's cool. <sighs> <laughs> so the show we're talking about is Lovecraft Country. You and niggas. You might, like, you might be like, oh my God, Bria, Ty, you don't like Lovecraft Country? Here's what I'll say. I will preface by saying, you know, when I saw the trailers for Lovecraft Country initially, like all the rest of you, I was like, oh wow, they're doing like something with science fiction with Black people. And maybe they're like, you know, it maybe it has some sort of historical context, but also like their black people are like being the heroes as part of this story and you know, whatever and such. And I would I kept that excitement for all of one episode. For all of the first episode. Maybe <laughs> the second. I had it for two. I think the first yeah. two episodes of Love Crab Country were amazing. Letitia fucking Lewis had no time to play these motherfucking Absolutely. games. And Absolutely. I don't think I hated um, what is oh god Tick's character Tick. as much. Yeah, I still not like yet. yeah. Now, now I will say that every like a black cis man in a magical mythical like magical like show always makes me give a side eye because they always do too damn much. Um, <laughs> it end up like so most of the time becoming a problem and not a solution. I'm looking mm-hmm. at you. Mm, I'm not gonna drag. I'm, I'm gonna keep that to myself. Um, <laughs> but and I think the exception to that I would arguably say is maybe like Blade. Mm. Where I feel like Blade was was the was the solution to the, was a part of the problem and also was the solution to the problem. So that's mm. one of the things I care. I feel like that's a that's a thing. But look at you bring in some nuance, right? But as far as fucking t- like th- okay, <laughs> the way that they Tick's character made me fucking sick from the beginning. This I have like my least favorite. my least favorite character, and I think the nuances of other characters that I wish you would have gotten into would have made the show better. Um, speaking of again, talk about characters, black characters who are mystical and magical and die. Mm-hmm. Letitia's sister. Ooh, girl. And mm. and okay, so first of all, <clears throat> one of my biggest beefs. So we we laying it out for y'all, particularly for people who may have been like, oh, but I love this show. I went up. They shouldn't have. They should have got a second season. There are a lot of things that actually show up as problems in the show that don't ever really get properly addressed. One of those things um, that became apparent for me, for Ty, for other people that were thinking critically about the show is the fact that um, 
Letitia's sister, who Ruby. I'm trying to Ruby, yes, thank you. Um, that the way that her and um Letitia are portrayed and also compared to each other is very, very different, very distinct. Oh, so, colorist, call the spade um, a spade. Very colorist, very. I was getting it. Too. Oh, sorry. I was like, mm. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I don't get <laughs> So it's in, but yes, important in calling out like the colorism, the fat phobia, because it's apparent, right? It's apparent in the way that even with Letitia's character, um, where she's kind of like this very fiery person who doesn't give a fuck in like those first two episodes everything progressively after that she becomes much more demure like a woman of god oh she has to be holy oh i don't have sex oh like tick has to save me very very that i'm um, carrying this nigga's child and i'm concerned like, like all it was of just these like things. what all of these things and portraying her as if she is like this holy sanctified woman um and i feel you know distinct colorism for her as a light-skinned character however like ruby when even when ruby is distinctly talking about like me looking like i look and like being who i am like people treat me x you know way or whatever like all those things get brushed aside or they have her go through that that weird white woman metamorphosis where they make her very like villainous as being like part of the like the fucking mindset of like, mm. oh, I'm gonna shit on this other black girl, right? And, like, do whatever. And At I'm this just department like, no, store, I'm the only hires white women. Mm-hmm. So okay, and that's okay because I feel like one of the gripes, one of my biggest gripes about Ruby's character too, is this idea. And so, so I think this is a difficult, not difficult. I think it's to to have a conversation and say that black women have feelings or that black women are interested in in and 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 participating in whiteness in this way, mm-hmm. it, like it doesn't give context to, to the black folks who are like to the black women specifically who are like, I don't move that way. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. feel like I'm not a black woman, right? But I, but in my relationship to black women, I can't like this. Doesn't seem like it's an accurate portrayal of how black women treat each other. Now I may mm-hmm. be wrong because again, I'm not a black woman and I'm not in um, in spaces oh, no. with black women. As- <laughs> As as like a darker skin person, um, I just feel like not. It's it's just it it very much baffled me the way that they portrayed her or her mindset or whatever, um, to the point where like oh yeah, I'm just gonna side with like the evil white woman character over and, my like, sister, do goofy shit, yeah, and do goofy shit and be antagonistic, and so and on top, so all of these things, right, um our parent, you know, blatant colorism issues with their portrayal. And a lot, I don't know, some of my bigger, I think my bigger problem is also when like people call out these things and the creators will be like, oh yeah, we think, we we try to take the time to think carefully Misha and have Green. a conversation around <laughs> colorism and the, all these words. And it's like, what does the conversation about colorism matter if you're not actually applying it to your work? Like, okay. and, I, and I don't, I'm not going to like, just because the creator is a, also a Black woman, like, I'm not going to like, not hold people accountable for the way that they portray folks. Like, I hold that spoke mm. for like, you know, other... 
Girl, I don't have no hope for Tyler Perry or the Kenya Tyresha Perry show. or None Kenya Barris or mm-hmm. what's what's that lesbian? Um, oh, we gonna get to that. Oh, did she do something else? My God, no, but that's on the list. Oh, so, lovely, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, um, that because that Nick, that that nigga. Um, I'm okay. good. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. So I I just feel like that's part of like holding people accountable, even if you 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 claim to be making because Tyler Perry and all them other niggas say that oh I'm making this stuff for the culture I'm making whatever like how dare people speak out against me or like criticize me or blah 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 and I'm just like nigga like the writing's not but that's the thing no you're not right you're not so that's the thing I feel like we talk like people specifically I will say I have friends who are who are between 25 and I'll say about close friends about 25 and 40 a lot like these folks I'm speaking to I have relationship with all of us are like your work is is centered in a very archaic and anti-black and i would say mm-hmm. like um even arguably like white supremacist notion and and and, and lens of what mm-hmm. the black community and what the black family looks like like a lot of these shows and a lot of these 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 um these ideas of um of like what Black mysticism and like black stuff, like what like black magic stuff looks like. Mm-hmm. Even even in the fact that we can create our own worlds, a lot of folks will still recreate worlds in which only certain black folks exist. So only cis black mm-hmm. men and cis black women mm-hmm. exist. And I'm like, your writing is not meant to reflect me because you do not you do not consider me to be a part of the culture. You do not consider mm-hmm. me to be a part of the community. And furthermore, when you think when you dream of these worlds, when you think about these shows, when you think about these things where other people are in, we are either we're not included or we're an afterthought. Mm-hmm. of what you think yeah. this world <laughs> would look like, like if niggas was in it or just like really harmful thinking about Montrose's portrayal I, I'm know, fucking tired no more trade 2k actually, forever hold on because I'm actually really mad that that's like one of Michael K. Williams was his whole like last like roles mm-hmm. because like why did y'all do him like that like I just I just didn't want uh so and mm-hmm. also to think that like I think like a couple of his other roles have been because of course he played um I forgot that that man's name and <laughs> um The Wire but also like a very similar role and like I'm attracted to these folks I'm not particularly out about it or like I'm on the I'm an MS, I'm an MSM I'm an access with men and so I'm not gonna necessarily name that but this is who I like to do these things with and uh, as a as a black queer person who is who is particularly only engage with men in that way because of you know fat phobia queer phobia transphobia shame a lot of these niggas don't have the language to communicate attraction um and also see me as a as a threat even if they're attracted to me will see me as a threat to their masculinity and manhood and their mere existence because i live my life freely and you're still you're still stuck and wherever you are not even to say that it's a bad thing but it's a bad thing when you bring that energy to me as if it's my fault and vice and to show these type of characters in these mm-hmm. spaces, right, doesn't do us any favors. And then to add something that can be whimsical and beautiful and intense and dark and deep and dangerous, mm-hmm. like, you know, black mysticism and black magic and like magical things to us. Like, you don't, you're not, you, you're doing a disservice to everybody involved. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I'm also just like, I don't know. When I, when I look at like black showrunners and such, I'm also looking at y'all like, do you have like black women, black black 
queer people, black trans people in the room with you as well in the writer's space no. in the same way that you would call white people out for excluding us from being in the room. I can't say that that is the case. <laughs> when I mean, I, we're also talking about, we're, uh, but so we, I was specifically talking about black folks and like the, um, like, um, Ro, like Ruby's character in the show, but also they had a whole, um, um, like a whole other person, person of color in the show. I think they were mm-hmm. na- like native. They were um yeah, an indigenous. Yeah, they were indigenous, right? An indigenous two spirit person in the show, and like you, we had to watch this person uh, trigger warning violence, get their throat slit for mm-hmm. like by by a person yeah. who all who I also arguably think, although it's not mentioned, they may have been attracted to. I'm tired. Like, you're not doing me any favors by giving me these fucked up things and saying, here's representation. And no, Misha Green and is her... supposed to take that. Right, and, and, it's, and just take whatever. Yeah. And I, so I would say also that in contrast to that, there are shows... There are, okay, we all love Moonlight. My God. <laughs> Moonlight is not a... So I will say this. I think the way that Barry Jenkins told, like, that, like directed and like, oh my gosh. The way that he did this movie and the writing... Batarell like makes, I think it's Roma Crane. Is that I think it's Roma Craney. I think, I think that's. Last name. I think the, um the writing and like the story and like the like the the cinematography is beautiful. It's very like that mm-hmm. that movie is, tra- it's filled with trauma, but also there are moments of beauty, and I feel like that is magical for yeah. me. Right, mm-hmm. like I don't have as a person who was terribly bullied and beat up and violated as a kid, a black who at the time identifying as gay boy. I never got a storyline where I got revenge on my bullies. Mm. These niggas got to go into the world and the damage that they have, that they inflicted on me as a kid, I'm still working through years later in fucking therapy. Mm-hmm. So it's like to watch, to have a character who got to get a, like to, to a character who got revenge. And of course, at the cost of their, of their, 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 um, I think personhood to then also be incarcerated by the state after you, you know, that's the thing. But like, yeah. I think that like that, like it's so, it's so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. And it shows that, that someone put thought and effort into what this could look like. There was care. There was care also. in being able to, like you said, like tell a story that through like, you know, these troubling things that are happening, there's also, you know, beauty and like depth to it and to all of the characters and their portrayals. And you know what Mm. other beef I had with shows similar? Oh, Mm -hmm. no. Lena Waithe, we're coming for you. Mm. Uh, Throw the whole whole career away. So here's, I'm going to juxtapose it for you because it's after the first I'll preface by saying like after um the success of a movie like us by Jordan Peele there have been a lot of people in like the I guess like mainstream horror space that have tried to really like replicate that success um so if you do not already know or haven't seen minor spoilers for us um it is a movie about this uh guy and his white girlfriend um who Uh. goes to (laughs) who goes to um visit her family for the weekend and of course uncovers that uh there's a lot of uh 
animosity and uh, dangers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> underneath the surface of it all. Um, and a uh, very interesting film and the girlies go up. So since then, there have been a lot of people that try to replicate that success. Um, in comes the, the show Them, uh, produced by Lena Waithe and oh. somebody else. Somebody else who I wanted to drag, but I don't. His name? Because why? I'm gonna look it up. I just want to drag real quick. Um. So, uh, Little Marvin. Yes. Um. So the series was created by Little Marvin, produced by the likes of Waif. Um. And it. Uh, I couldn't, I, I'm going to be honest with you because I'm not even watching this show or have like seriously watched the show because of how like difficult I feel and it it would be to get through the content. And I don't mean as like, oh, it's just, ooh, scary, haha. It's actually like really traumatic in the way that I, the things that I have seen and the things that I've heard about it. Um, has been done with a lot of absence of care. So I, so I, so I watched the first episode of them. Mm -hmm. I the the stuff that happens in the first episode alone is I'm like this is not a show in which we're having a conversation. This is a show in which you are using black trauma to sell mm -hmm. to 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 do a thing. And I'm like also but, your audience is not yeah. other niggas because other niggas don't need this. Your audience is go. white people. Your audience is uh, is white people and other, and non-black people of color. You're not That's talking true. to other niggas because other That's niggas don't need to experience the type That's of trauma true. to know what the fuck is happening. I don't need to see see a baby killed or somebody's throat slit or somebody like I don't need to see that. To know that it is because I live it. And I think people will oftentimes um, have conversations around like, well, we're a different generation. And so we don't know those type of traumas. But I'm like, to be honest, um, that does I not negate, right? I mean, it doesn't negate that we still are also watching Black folks be killed in the streets. We are also still watching Black trans women be killed. We are also still watching Black non-binary um, and Black queer and, and, and folks still be violated and abused and attacked mm -hmm. for existing mm -hmm. like and that does not negate the fact either that like you okay shows like this like i said you like your audience is not meant for me and therefore i am always like i'm going to i'm, I'm not giving it it's not it's, not, it's a no for me it's, <laughs> it's a no bad. from me dog because i know that this type of content is not for like you're not talking to me because you know that i know mm -hmm. and i i feel like i've always been very averse to shows and creators that are very clearly making black shows for white people like i i don't feel like i need to see something like black as fuck or <laughs> or or, or <sighs> mixed dish or you know or something like them because um even in 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 this case it actually feels a lot more sinister because um like what what is this even doing for a white audience like shock portraying, value portraying yeah like this is you're you're portraying the trauma and the violence against black people for a white audience but that's not that's not after all of this time like white people don't feel no type of way about that that shit like it's just like oh my god oh wow that's a good like like they're watching scream or like american psycho Sis. or some shit 
and they're going to keep going about their day and keep moving in white supremacy. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to change whatever. It's not doing anything. And so why are we are black people? pessimists? And I've and I've <laughs> accepted the fact that that's the truth because our I like me and Bria share very similar thought processes and ideas about blackness, like black sci-fi, though like black existence, all those things. And so my critique is always going to be like towards a more pessimistic side, obviously. So I will say that for me, I no longer expect white people to watch black pain and gauge any type of humanity from it. And mm-hmm. to furthermore, to further that a bit more, I no longer look to white people or and uh, and honestly other non-black folk to do anything for my community because it's very evident that if that if, if folks were concerned, if those people were concerned, more things would be happening and more folks like we will be we will be protected and safe in a different way. And we aren't, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I am in a space where I'm like, I'm doing what the work that I can do for my folk. And that's where my that's where my focus lies. Nothing else but that. Mm-hmm. And so shows like that, right? Shows like this <laughs> that are essentially like like I said, like they're they're meant to shock is the shock value is meant to put to shock white folks into some sort of at least my my idea is that the, the shock value is meant to shock white folks into some into some sort of um emotional reaction and response to therefore then grant black folks what little humanity they think we already have. They think we mm-hmm. have. And so I'm not looking for that and I'm no longer I'm not engaging in that. So yeah, when you write shit like that, it's not for me. Yeah. And I was gonna add as like two other examples of things that I was I definitely watching I was like who is this for and also like what is this doing um antebellum and see yesterday my gosh now me <laughs> and Tyrell I will never watch that movie ever but me and Tyrell both sat through antebellum and I want I, I love Janelle down I down but <laughs> Antebellum was really not giving what it's supposed to give. It's following like this uh, doctor, motivational speaker that uh, is Janelle's character who gets abducted and uh, essentially whatever spoilers. I don't give a fuck. You shouldn't watch this anyway. But (laughs) (laughs) but gets abducted and taken um, to like a reenactment plantation that we just learn is a reenactment plantation later on in the film. I like so I remember the previews for this movie coming out and all of us being like this is giving Octavia not Wowsy. This is giving Octavia Butler um initially I thought it was like a play on Octavia what book is it? It's not Wowsy. The one where she's where she's time traveling between like the present and like the pun- what book is that? Cause I'm like, what book is that? I don't know why. I don't know what it's called. I'm it, like, uh, I'm just you, you fucked me up when you said Wild Seed at first, but Kindred. I'm yes. Like, okay. So <laughs> I, it gave Kindred esque like vibes, and I was like, oh, this was like if they, I'm like if they do this right, this is gonna be amazing. Um, and we thought, and then to get there and and realize they are actually kidnapping niggas out of their like homes and like out of their life, like out of their like and regular actually, lives. Actually, actually pushing back the, I think they are actually doing so. Maybe I'll circle back to this later on a couple of months from now, but they are actually doing a kindred adaptation um, for the book, I um, I believe. So, you know, we'll circle back to see if they do it in the way that my good sis Octavia Butler intended, because 
I feel like that really shows the difference that I feel like between like I'm gonna stand but the difference between Octavia Butler's like writing and like what we're seeing with stuff like Antebellum is really just like oh girl we're just gonna show you niggas getting whipped and like that's that's it like you know just niggas get whipped and beat and like whatever aside from like their like I can't even tell you what the purpose of that story was like (laughs) and I and I like I want to glean something from what I watched but all I really I I felt like one it was stupid I think also I think the premise wasn't terrible I think it was executed poorly I mm-hmm. also will say that Janelle and the I forgot the man that plays her husband. They both did their jobs respectively with the yeah. with the source material with the material given with what they were given. Um, but I do that overall was not a great movie, and mm-hmm. I am also just very ugh, like it doesn't get like, and I keep thinking about like when I think about, again, Black mysticism, right, I think a part of it for me is, like, the idea of, like, power. So, like, like not, like, power, like, you know, um, I think of power, like, a, the ability to do something, you know, mm-hmm. something that's, like, not extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial not me. Um, mm-hmm. so, the ability to, like, do something that is um, extra, extraordinary, like, like you know, strength, or, again, telekinesis, something like that, right? And I think there are other ways to think about power, and other things to think about, like, being magical, um, cause it can also be spiritual. It can also be emotional. It could also be like a physical, like, you know, physical thing, but mm-hmm. this, <laughs> looking at Janelle Monet's character and I'm like, the only strength I see is in the edges. Like, I don't see the strength wow. of anything else. I don't, the story wasn't good. And, and I feel like, I don't know, like people make, I feel like a white person made that film. I don't know it for sure. I don't, you know, we don't have to look it up because it doesn't even matter. I'm not going to look it up. It wasn't I great. Promise, I promise y'all they did. It wasn't but great. I feel like when you say that, I think like I, this feels, it feels like a story for white people because for them, like the only strength for white people, for us is like in struggle or like in whatever. Like, ooh, girl, we got to see Janelle suffering through this film. For and can we get, oh, can we, getting beaten oh, down right <laughs> i want to get into that too because i just watched a video by julesy um who was one of my favorite youtubers one of my favorite creators please go follow her she's amazing she has a book club called the smart brown girl book club it's amazing mm-hmm. um and she was doing a video on like toxic mothers and like about um about like like this like historical context like which this particular thing occurs and Thinking about thinking about Janelle, because I'm trying to put the thoughts in my head together. Mm-hmm. Thinking mm-hmm. about Janelle Monet's character in this like movie, and like thinking about like the idea of struggle and strife, makes me think about how a lot of people, um, a lot of us, and I won't say a lot of us. I think Black folks. I think um, some of us have very similar stories in that, like our parents. Um, particularly mothers and if in like you know uh were trying to protect us and am trying to protect us from the things that the world created and the thing in the way that the society moves and like and treats black folks they were traumatizing their 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 kids and so i think about how when we're looking at Janelle Monet's character in this movie and how you're like okay well we only the only way that we can see that only way that Janelle is able to get out of this is through 
resiliency after abuse, after violence, after trauma. Mm-hmm. And granted, like mm-hmm. I think we don't we don't talk like they don't mention our parents and stuff. I am thinking about how a lot of of us talk about how we experience like in order for us to get to another level or succeed or look at ourselves as successful or even gain some type of tangible um mm-hmm. uh some type of tangible or some type of uh I guess success like we had to struggle we had to be beat down for it and sometimes it's by other black people mm-hmm. like yes it's about white folks we expect that from them but sometimes these beatdowns come from other niggas mm-hmm. and so I have to be beaten down to be built back up and that does nothing and so watching Janelle Monet's character struggle through this movie the way that she did and other consequent like consequent other movies like again watching Ruby's character be treated like shit as a dark skinned fat black woman like I, it's not it's not giving like it's that's not. not the way that works and like to <laughs> re like to go to re traumatize folks through like movies and stuff like that that's supposed to, to portray us in certain ways doesn't help I'm just gonna add a note about see you yesterday because it makes me sad (laughs) but about that like re-traumatizing re-traumatizing people I remember when like I first initially heard about that movie and I was like oh like black kids time travel time traveling I'm like oh it's cute it's a gift um and then to actually learn that the movie is about nonstop police brutality um it it really feels and it makes me sad just because like um in the way that you're talking about i i really wish that something like that could have existed as like oh like portrayal of just like black kids doing some science fiction shit and it's it's like just a coming of age story or it's like whatever um as or opposed these black to kids having... having powers to time travel exactly all of these things having the ability to do these things and like what what story like thinking about as an alternative what story could have come about if the story was just about like the the main character the girl just like wakes up with the ability to time travel what could have happened um otherwise aside from it being a fucking police brutality so see you yesterday because i watched you yesterday it was the movie it was a movie about a girl whose brother whose older brother goes to like leaves the house or whatever i think he goes to the store he goes to do something and ends up being shot by the police and she's trying to she figures out how to time travel and she goes back in time to try and save him and Mm -hmm. can't save him and even at the end of the movie it still hurt like the end of the movie it like the movie ends with her still trying to save her older brother even after it seems as though like there's no way for like it's it's really difficult for this to take place and Mm -hmm. so i cried at the end of the movie not because of the premise but because i felt the heaviness of how many black folks have lost other black people to like have lost you know mothers fathers siblings nibblings you know cousins whatever to police brutality and like probably feel the same way and, and carry that heaviness of like loss and that heaviness of the heaviness of like grief mm-hmm. and their heart and in their chest and their bodies mm-hmm. and i was like for you to turn this into a movie and the ending well, be what it is keep, and you have to keep watching this boy get killed by the police in like, different we, ways yeah, over and over we see that in everyday life and like you said like there are actually real people that are that have to deal with you know never being able to see their family or loved ones again like 
what is this doing or who is this serving in this absence of care to portray this black character continuously going through this? And heavens forbid you actually have to watch your and what love the one like the police and nothing nothing happens to them she don't go shoot up a precinct or nothing i'm like my nigga you had this you had the ability what's it giving (laughs) like blow up also a kid but i mean (laughs) yeah but i'm like like, there and like i'm like heavens forbid that like you have to watch your loved one when they were um experience so like okay when they were experiencing it so I, I, I can't like people who have had to watch their loved ones be killed by police that's I, I can I can feel like that that like that this movie like this movie kind of gives me like that kind of um immediate feeling of in the immediate grief afterwards like I've also been a person who has had a police officer pull a gun out like on my cousin in my backyard while mm-hmm. he smoked a cigarette and like mm-hmm. I literally shit like i mean literally shit shit you not almost shit my pants i did peel myself for nobody well i mean y'all know that now but it was like because i i saw like my cousin was as brilliant and really smart and he was he is like talented and like he was a dope skateboarder mm-hmm. and like all and i remember i remember looking at him and thinking like they're going to kill they're going to blow his head off in, in my backyard and i'm going to mm-hmm. have to watch somebody that i care about and genuinely have like love um a family member of mine who, who I, you know, I'm close to lose his life over something that wasn't even accurate of, you know, these, like nothing happened to him, thank God, but like he was traumatized. And also like the mm-hmm. cop was like, oh, there was a, a description of a black person in the area and we thought it was you. And we, we heard the description. We were like, my cousin even looked like that nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and that was, oh, that didn't, like he didn't die, but like, I remember feeling the grief in my chest and the experience mm-hmm. and thinking like, this could be it for him. Right. And you, and you know, like you still like live with that and deal with that. And I'm sure like that's He does too. Right. And it's, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and I, I just, I, yeah, it's like movies like that aren't great. Like your audience is not, I don't know. Again, I don't know what, what that was giving. Um, yeah. but I do kind of want to give us a little bit of, of joy because that's <laughs> heavy. To talk about things we actually yes. do. Yes. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I mentioned us. I meant to say get out before if I misspoke, but I yeah, talked about yeah. I think I did, yeah, but I meant get us. out. But <laughs> both Jordan Peele films. Um and I was gonna just plug uh well not plug because Octavia Butler, the Dawn. You need to get in. Really her. is that girl and you can you, girl, <laughs> you girlies can't take it and it's sad, it's tragic. Um, but if I talk about something that like really affected, like one thing that really affected me as far as like black um, mysticism and uh, speculation, um, I think about uh, Octavia Butler, like all of her work really, um, but also like this short story of hers that I read um, called Blood Child. So all of these short stories that she wrote across her writing career are a part of a collection called Blood Child and Other Stories. Um, But I read this story like before, like, I don't know, like in undergrad and it kind of is what got me into black science fiction and like sort of like horror fiction, whatever. Um, And yeah, it just like changed what I thought was possible in writing like science fiction and somewhat like horrific things but in a way that's not like 
like I don't know like causing me unnecessary trauma or whatever <laughs> so <laughs> well if you don't know blood child is um it's it's it, and it's really well done in like a very short span of story of following like this earth like human um boy who's like dealing with uh this extraterrestrial species that are inhabitants of earth and that also sort of like work their way into like human society and relations and also like make them have their like al- hatch their alien eggs or whatever and and I oh there's a whole lot in there about colonization I, and power and about whatever. colonization and like about pain and access and oh bodies like the conversation like the convers like for me it was like a gender bending situation because it felt um like the the so like the alien species and like the human species like like you know cohabitating or whatever and really not cohabitating with the aliens being like we're not gonna kill y'all if you do this thing <laughs> um, <laughs> right <laughs> you don't really have a choice <laughs> yes um and like this idea about like it just feels like the heaviness of colonization definitely comes through mm-hmm. and like that critique like even some of the <laughs> the conversations from like from like between these characters about like who's going to carry these children and like what it looks like to carry these children like how some of mm-hmm. these these humans bodies were like being disfigured and like they were dying during the birth of mm-hmm. like these you know alien species and i was like oh my gosh um, <laughs> it stressed the girls out yes very much but i think like what i like a lot about that story and a lot of her other work is that it's really always like giving some sort of commentary about something else like other plug but if you have not I still am trying to get through like the parable series the parable of the sower and the parable of the talents which is very much like a comp like she wrote a lot of these like in the 70s 80s 90s um these stories but if you read like par- the parable series um you'll find that a lot of things are very eerie eerily like similar to what's happening today with um a climate crisis and just fucking wilding politicians and you know what are the people who um you know the 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 rest of uh the majority of the population do in in a situation like that in in trying to decide um how how they survive really um and it's it's very prophetic a lot of the things that she writes sometimes so i can't get enough of octavia butler but i'm also wondering um what particularly butters your biscuits um as far as something (laughs) you enjoy um so i had two one of them is a movie that i think did a really great job of portraying black mysticism and black magic and like being dope and one of them is a book that i don't know if you ever heard so i don't want to mispronounce this person this person's name um it's an african writer it's anindi mm-hmm. i think it's uh i think it's like anindi okor for i think okay. i butchered that because i'm an american i'm so sorry um and is that I think. <laughs> that might be it um <laughs> There's two books. It's Who Fears Death and The Book of Phoenix. I love Who Fears Death. I had a professor who actually taught these books 
Um, oh. and I was well, I had this was so she taught these books in her black, Amer- her, her black, her African American lit class. Um, mm-hmm. and my particular mentor, my and this professor, uh, what is really big on like sci fi, and so like this was a part of her thing, and she was like, You need to read this, and I was like, Nah, nah, nah. And then I finally cracked it open, it was like, This is fucking magical. Mm-hmm. I I think that that is a, a representation of black mysticism, black magic done well and with nuance, with context, mm-hmm. with some sort of, um, I think, again, care to the story. Because mm-hmm. these characters, some of them do be dying. You know, it's wars <laughs> going on. It's a lot of shit happening. People are are, are made and like, you know, um, are created and not like necessarily like birth. And so like there's mm-hmm. conversations about that and like humanity and like what it means to be yeah. somebody who can shapeshift and slide between like having the ability to like slide between uh different time like all like four dimensional almost like being able to slip between time and space. Yeah, between yeah. time and space. And I'm like that is wild and, and, and ended up in different timelines in which you can you can change or address things um that don't work for you or that cause harm to other people. Um and that's amazing. And the other one I think really buttered my biscuit as a movie was Eve's Bayou. Oh, I yeah. know the children like to play a big forehead. So great. I know people like to play in the big forehead that we. <laughs> Why are you calling? Because it is big, and we and she's been every. She's like I. <laughs> she can act though. She, she can. can I'm also upset. I'm trying to remember her dang old name and start with a J. I think. Um, but Eve's Bayou is also a movie, a movie where I feel like Lynn Whitfield. Thank you, Lynn Whitfield. Yes, you. with a young Journey Smollett who was also in what Lovecraft Country, whatever. Um, <laughs> Journey Smollett can act also, and a, a, and a young movie. Megan Good, I believe, and a young Megan yes. Good. Um, Megan Good was there. Okay, and Diane Carroll. Yeah, yes. It's very iconic. My gosh. Okay, so Jackson, Debbie Morgan. Right. So those of you who have not seen, um. Ease by you. First of all, I recommend. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I don't know where to find it because I actually I don't own, either. I, I own feel it. Like I looked it up the last oh well, my family you. owns it. So I was like, <laughs> um, but you built different. I am. Thank you. Um, but uh Eve's by you is basically a movie about a child who is growing up like in the rural south. Um, I think mm-hmm. that this is like in Louisiana. In Louisiana, right in Louisiana. Well, the rural south, okay. Uh-huh. Um and so basically she's growing up and she uh, had a situation in which she um, accuses somebody of being raped, uh, trigger warning, sexual assault rape. She has somebody being raped and this person is like, this didn't happen. She's like, it did happen. Like the entire movie is like the recreation of this particular person um, trying to recall things. And also she has um, the power to, uh, I don't, it's not see the future. She has, she has a particular power that also affects um the storyline and so like Ames Bayou is well done and the actors mm-hmm. in it gave Chef's Kiss great material, yeah, great story. Like and I was like also all of the children, all of the And these, yes. I mean like <laughs> I think making like making good characters the one that walks in on homeboy like um um on the on one of the male the male characters being bathed by somebody's mama girl and making like ran out the I mean ran out ran out it was very 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 it very that and like I'm thinking about like how well it was done because I think because there was also like like so not only was making good's character I believe able to like see the future or like has visions but also there was another black woman in the movie who was um a witch who practiced witchcraft 
And she. Well, I think Journey Smollett's character was. The was one. it with the with the, is it Journey? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. Or was it a sister that was that was okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. The sister was the one that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I remember. Um, thank you, bringing it back. But yeah, like, cause it's been. A, I think it's like a year since I've seen like a year or two since I've seen it. Well, you own it, so you can just. I am no longer in Virginia, so I cannot just pull up on somebody and say, "Let me borrow it." I am now in well, Connecticut. See, I'm a New England girl. Take it from your mama's house, so you know. I did that last time with a pot. It didn't end well. Um, don't, don't tell her. I mean, she she found out about that pot too. No, I my mom is very don't look. I'm not no more putting myself in danger. No, I don't care. No more putting myself in danger. No, ma'am. Um, but yeah, no, it it was well done, and I think that there again a, a storyline that gives care to the characters, and also these folks, um, weren't like the I think. The the black magical and mysticism of it all was like very gothic, and I think it was realistic, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's something else I be thinking about too when I watch shows now. It's as a person who dibbles and dabbles in you know ancestral veneration and stuff. I think the idea of things that could happen or could be possible really awakens that like that feeling of like, ooh, I'm invested in this. And so I think Eve's Body was a movie that also kind of gives me that type of energy of like, yeah. well, why not? Very magical realism. Right, very right, magical. yeah, right, very magical. That's the, that's the thing. Oh. Yeah. I went to school I to y'all, I promise. I went to school I'm to y'all, I promise. <laughs> I went to school yeah. to learn those words, I promise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think those are like the two things that really bring me like the, yes. I think as a final plug before we wrap this up, because we've been talking too long, but uh, I, will also, I will also add, uh, if y'all want some recommendations you want to read anything by nk jemison because that's you know who i newly stand so if you want something that's like very very fantastical um you can read the broken earth uh trilogy it's about uh a world um where there are people who are called origins who have the ability to sort of like uh, manipulate the energy from the planet um from their earth and they very much get like ostracized for it, but they're they're very, very powerful people. Um, so there's a whole lot of lore and such that goes with that, but it's so great. It's such a great, such great storytelling um, told from various perspectives. Um, and if you want something a little bit more contemporary, but still magical, um, you should read the book whose name I forgot, The City We Became, yeah. There we go. Better. I had to sing it in. Oh, I mean, head. and if we're plugging books, I also recommend um not you having to sing it because you I had to sing it out because okay, <laughs> let me just finish. The city we became, it is centered, it's centered in New York. Okay. Uh, it's centered in New York. Okay. And basically follows uh these people who have they're kind of like the avatars for New York. So you you know anything about New York? You know, you know New York is split up into boroughs, and um, all of these people who um, come together are all the avatars that make up New York, and so they're fighting back against a malicious entity. Um, the city we became is also going to be a trilogy, so you can uh, start by reading the first book. Now, what was your recommendation? I was going to plug one more book that I think is very fantastical. And also, I'm, I'm as a person who loves reading and a person who also lost interest in reading because of college. Um, mm, that's a word. Uh, Amen. 
Um, I only read graphic novels right now. I can't even I do that. <laughs> I'm gonna try Audible and see if, if, see if reading the book to me makes a difference. See what it's given, right? I um, like I like the Levar Burton podcast because he be reading it and gives like a lot of like. I love him. He does a he has a um Levar Burton has a a a, a a a sleep story on Calm the app and it puts me out Ooh, I should try every it. time. I, I mean try every time. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, Freshwater, another. Af- oh yes. I don't know how to pronounce this you person. Pronounce the name. They're Nigerian, wow. but I, I don't want to be dragged. Drag um, Tyrell. <laughs> drag me. Um, it's I believe it's Aquike, Aquaki, Aquaki. Ah. Um, Amizi, Amizi. Um, God, we're gonna get. I'm so. Sorry. You tried. It's okay, but um, we're plugging the book though. because Y'all Freshwater is a story about. I've heard a lot of different things. I interpreted it as a as freshwater as a story about a, tra- a person coming into their transits and their queerness. Um, the metaphor, like I'm, when I tell you, it was a difficult read for me, and I feel like I'm a pretty mm-hmm. decent person. Like I'm pretty good with like, um, like tough. Yeah, that's what, like especially like it's like a the- like a person who reads like a lot of theory. Yes, because mm-hmm. you sit through a lot of shit, especially black queer. I mean, not black queer, especially like theory um, from like white folks. Uh, Judith Butler, I'm talking to you. Um, because that shit was hard to get through too. This was a book that there was a book that really I had to read a couple times to like understand or kind of get what I understood. And also, um, read that book, but also Julesy and them read it. I think at the, at the book club, and they have a whole like Ooh. they have a whole um syllabus that goes with like the readings to like kind of help people get through them. Oh, that's so <laughs> get into it. Um, get into it. But on that note, yeah. We're going to take a quick commercial break, bitch. And I guess we'll be back or whatever. Bet. What up, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes? It's a new year for the queers and also about to be Black History Month. So what better time to support the pussy next time and Baldwin's second generation? Our organization and this podcast would like to continue showing up for the Black queer community. If you would like to show up for us and stay in the know, Follow us on Facebook at Baldwin Second Generation, as well as Twitter and Instagram at Baldwin Second Gen. We want to keep having these conversations and connect with our community. So if you yourself would like to give the girls a little something something, feel free to offer a donation to our tip jar at ko-fi.com slash Baldwin Second Gen. That's ko-fi.com slash Baldwin's Second Gen. Now, let's get back into the mess. I. <laughs> Why do we laugh? Because I'm stressed. <laughs> you shouldn't be stressed. First of all, you didn't do whatever to prepare for this next part, so it's because it was be ghetto. I mean, okay. Well, I <laughs> thank myself for looking up some materials for this. Um, this uh next. Portion, as you know, is girl, I guess. So, um, I'm be honest, I definitely looked this up right before recording. So, um, Uh. I just kind of put some of the things that I remembered, but also, also, no, it's not my fault. Also, it's been like a month since we've recorded, so there's kind of like been a lot of stuff happening in in this time, I'm sure. Um, but you know, we can talk about these things that I mentioned. And if you happen to remember anything else, let me know. If y'all want us to talk about something, maybe we'll consider it. 
you know. Um, first, just to put it out there, because I think if we recorded in mid-December, it had not happened yet. But um, yes, actually, there's there's like kind of a couple. Um, so since our last recording, we have lost some people. Um, so some of note, uh, Betty White, uh, mm-hmm. also Sydney Potier, um, just recently. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. Yes, Uh-oh. someone else recently passed. My brain. It's been it's been a lot. Um, for the elders recently, honestly. And I think people were the Sydney Potier one was interesting because people were bringing up some stuff. I guess that he had been accused of earlier mm-hmm. in his career or like during his career and people were like y'all do this every time a black man dies and people were like because y'all niggas stay doing shit and then dying and like never be held never being held accountable for it so yeah go off i guess Mm-mm. not not that but um yeah i do know that there there have i really just in all of january like there's just been people kind of checking out um and uh yeah so it it seems like there's just kind of I don't know I don't know if any of that is like sort of I can't wait I cannot believe we forgot this person Andre Leon Talley we are oh my god okay okay, no because that was really recent and I kind of just I've kind of been like trying to block it out of my mind so let's let's just talk about let's talk about that for a moment because I. First of all, the amount of people that I saw on Twitter, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the, I ain't shit, but the amount of people that I saw that were like, why couldn't it be the bitch with the bob that <laughs> didn't bring it up? Wait, which bitch with the bob? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> What's her name? What's her name? Oh my God. Um, The other fashion bitch with the bob. You know who I'm talking about. Um. Uh, almost an Edna Mole. That's not right. No, not Edna Mole, because that's a real fucking person, bitch, that's... in a winter. Oh, <laughs> you're so I mean, it was, was Edna Mole not based off of Anna Winter? I mean, I guess, but Edna Mole is not a real person. No, it's fair. No, that's okay. That's anyway. Yes. Um, this is why I said where a lot of things have been happening. So, um. Andre Leon Talley passed away, I think most recently out of um, all of the people that I was thinking of. Um, and I do also recognize that a lot of people have been dragging the girls at Vogue because they're just like, where's the tribute? Where the is like, the tribute? They were very they were very slow with it. So I don't know. Um, but I do know that this has been something that's particularly hitting, you know, us Black queers. Um, and it's hard to imagine like some of these people that have been around around for a long time. Um, like I saw a video, I mean a picture of him with um just like other notable um black leaders and I'm just like wow um some apparently there so I've I read about this earlier that there was a whole basketball a whole woman basketball player. Um, Lu- Lucia Harris mm. um, was a, was a, was a woman who played basketball and won multiple titles and got all types of points and did all those things, but also was notably um, inducted into the NBA. 
Oh, and she passed recently? Yes. Mm. And I, I think was I like, may have what? But I was just, I, I feel like I remember passing some information about that. And then I was like, why didn't, why has this not been something that's ever been taught? <laughs> like, I, I feel like that's not something I ever heard of before in my 27 years. 27 so, years. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I feel like um it's also tough to see you know elders past because it's just like thinking about like contributions and things that they do and the fact that there's just like not a lot there's they're not always getting their flowers you know in their lifetime or you know they're not always getting their recognition like I remember I I feel like I was reading something about how like um Andre Leon Talley was like getting paid compared to like other like editors at Vogue like his white counterparts and such um and yeah it just it feels like a lot I think I think a lot too about how dark skin like not even so black queer folks really do make the world go around and fuck y'all if you think otherwise but not just (laughs) that the way that people will take specifically like to be a part of an industry that hates you that hate like that you give so much to and leaves you broken hearted broke and and mm-hmm. I won't say lonely, but like probably unable to get to get any type of intimacy or any form of like connection from these folks who you also are dressing and dragging for their for their fashions and also putting them in decent fashion. Like mm-hmm. there's something really just depressing about that because I'm 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 like, I'm like I'm also a fat, dark skinned black queer person who's like I'm doing that now, and I and I like I'm, like I'm experiencing that now the lack of intimacy, the lack of connection because I, because of how my how I show up in the world and like my body and the fat like all that fat phobia, transphobia, all that shit pops out and like that shit is tough because mm-hmm. I'm like how like how often do we not receive our flowers and also leave this earth departed giving the best of ourselves and not even being seen as valuable? That's it. That's it. So uh, yeah, you know. Condolences I, for condolences. Yeah, and we just gonna keep celebrating us. Um, let's see, what else do I have? Um, this is something I'm not super. I don't even know all of. I don't know, but Cardi B suing some blogger. <laughs> Tasha um, K. Tasha, I don't know. Maybe you know more about this. I I feel like I wasn't aware about this when it was happening, and ever since I've heard about it, I've, I've just been like, ooh. Um, but apparently, she is suing the doll because of libel and slander. Um, Tasha K is some sort of blogger person. Mom, um, Mama was out uh, here showing her ass, and Cardi said she had it. Okay, so talking slick, yes. a lot. So making up lies, like so, essentially, Cardi B took Tasha K to court um, after um, after she had essentially like well had talked about taking her to court after. So remember when when there was a whole rumor going around, like you know, um, Cardi B had herpes and stuff that came from Tasha K. So there was a cop, like basically Cardi sued her for like she was like you know I was feeling depressed I was feeling anxious I was I, I was going suicidal people were on social media you know talking about like post like talking about how like you know she would like she would like post photos of her, like of like her kissing her daughter or like you know being affectionate with her daughter and people would be like oh you have herpes you spread it to the baby and she was like I felt like a bad mom I felt like a, I felt like you know I was disgusting and like I wanted to kill myself and all these good things and when I tell you 
Tasha, okay. Tasha K, oh, like has to pay $3.8 million. $3.8 million hairs to Cardi B. And then has to also, I don't know if that includes her covering her legal fees. Yikes. I know they said that she had to cover legal fees, but I think they agreed to, like, the court agreed to, like, lower the amount from, like, I think it was, like, 200-something thousand to, like, 25000 or something like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is also, it. so I, <laughs> um, they were all, like, there was also articles and stuff put out about how, essentially, like, Tasha K had also thrown, like, people under the bus mm. and kind of, like, tried to drag and slander her own folk, like, her, like, her husband, like, her lawyers and stuff like that to not, like, to get out of, to think, like, to get out of, like, losing, like, losing this case. Oh, girl. What's going on, honey? That, look, and I feel like, we like, the idea that, like, a lot of people, like, on YouTube would get up here and, like, legitimately lie to like to like further your career and slander somebody who is essentially like just existing making music popping pussy and existing is a mess and like it it makes it brings up the like the idea of like how do you how do you legitimately incredibly report on things when like you don't have that background like if you're not like a journalist like you're a youtuber or like a vlogger who's who's reporting on pop culture stuff like how do you do that abolish celebrity blogs yes I, can't, I, I honestly I, I don't take, need to know about these people's lives at all. And if y'all are just gonna lie about it, like, and how you gonna be mad when, when like, celebrities like, I, think, I want my money. You're a liar, and that's not even true. And it's like, yeah, like Cardi B don't need this money. Like, she don't need whatever. Don't. But it was the point. Fee. But it was the point. But, but also, like, girl, maybe this would make it so that the rest of you, like, shut down the shade room so the girls I was about stop. to say, take the shade room. What's the, what's the other one called? Something lips or lips something or whatever. I don't know. The fuck. I, I know what you're you talking about. You can also take the breakfast club well, with let's it. Stop. Let's stop. All of it, academics and all them other niggas Please. that have, have podcasts Please. that don't Specifically, um, black men. Who, who are those two niggas that this guy dragged? I don't remember. For, um, the fresh with oh, the you can say the fresh and fit podcast. Black men who are out here harassing <laughs> and talking shit about black women and don't have the range. When you're looking like mole rats, when you're looking like ducks, quacking it up in, in in your in your in your particular circles. Shut the fuck up. Let them like they can go too. But I think it's so funny, like we like we somebody had tweeted this. It was like you know we asked for accountability and black men got podcast. And I was like. What is happening? It's so true. That's really it. So yeah, I really wish that maybe this will be some sort of precedence for bloggers and such and, and I, celebrity. Reporters. And I think for for people for celebrity, I think it's, it could also set a precedent for celebrities now being able to um, prove defamation of character, or prove slander, or prove those yeah. things in court because it's really hard. <laughs> I feel like also it's like it's something different if you're like critiquing the girls for like you know Which we do. whatever like Beyonce wore that blood diamond like Girl, it's real it's, it's, it's that's it wasn't it and, and it wasn't it about and it. it wasn't it Beyonce you knew damn well talk about something you love Africa bitch you'd have made a whole album with African artists okay. and they went and put on a blood diamond ma'am make it make sense but it's but that sort of like journalism is like very different than just like oh we're just gonna say shit about niggas to like just make, make it shit up and not fact check like excuse you or we're gonna be we're gonna be TMZ like reporting oh. off of like somebody's deceased to 
the and, world before their loved ones. And TMZ, we still don't fuck with you for that for that shit you pulled with the death of Kobe Bryant. I cannot believe that mm. you released a story before the family found out. Mm. And rep- I think they were the ones that reported that like some EMTs or police officers that were on the scene had taken pictures of stuff. And that happened too because one, um, one of the police officers apparently had like showed a fo- like the photos of like the crash at like a bar. Their wife, his, his wife is suing. Um, Kobe's wife is suing them for that. Yep. So I'm just like Y'all just can't. Y'all just can't do whatever. Like you just can't. I, like, you I, know. And come to think of it, there are still people. Like I was, I was um, in Instagram land. Um, this is like this is like last year around like when Aaliyah music had had been re released and her herself to the album kind of came out. I mean, had been re had been re released and like, put on um, put on platforms. And niggas right. was like, yeah, people have been trying to like find photos of like the crash, like the Aaliyah crash. And I was like, why do you want to see that? Why do you want to know what someone's last like? That's not yeah. okay. Like, that, and I feel like it there's a very much like an invasion of like right. I mean, there's a level of respect. There's a level of respect for people, even like in their physical forms when they just when they when they depart from this earth. I do not feel. I, I think I, this is also something like I think is where like people take photos of like of, of like their loved ones and conference at the funeral, and I'd be like, and like when post on social media, like look at like bad grandma, and I'm like. It, that's yeah, like, would your grandmother do that if she was alive? Mm-mm. Probably fucking not. Maybe you shouldn't do it with her physical <laughs> form after she's been after she departed her body. Yeah, it's it's Ugh. definitely a lot, but yeah, I I at least hope that this sort of thing will make it like so that the the gossip girlies can relax and stop bombarding us with all of this bullshit. Um. Next, I wanted to talk about, you know, the smash hit that is Quinta Brunson's uh, Abbott Elementary. Okay. So So if you do not know, Quinta made a show about my life. (laughs) (laughs) Can we can we talk about who they are? Um we go, we go, okay. So uh Quinta made a series about um well first of all if you don't know who quinta is i don't know get it all for him like get into it he got Um, money (laughs) viral hit been on buzzfeed you know all of the things and so she has made her own series um which is abbott elementary that follows her um also as a character named janine who is a new teacher at uh the Abbott Elementary School and I just really thought it's um it's really a great uh portrayal of even just like the mockumentary style of it all that is like yes she said reminiscent of like the office but I feel like seeing this with like primarily black characters like the way that like Tyler James Williams like looks into the camera there's is a, something yo, like it's I there is a um, there is a, a a scene in like the last episode, and I will not give away too much. Not the last episode, the episode, like the third episode, I think, fourth episode, mm-hmm. where the principal says something to Tyler James Williams' character, and the way he looks directly into the camera, like what the fuck? I was like, this is comedic gold. It's so good, and Tyler um, James Williams looks so so. Good. I love. I love that he's part of the series. I love everybody who's on it. Um, 
the principal, the the character, um, the principal character, trifling, but also hilarious. Like literally, her lives. I don't know, girl. <laughs> the last girl. We they told me they needed to scoop. Uh, they told me to push her up <laughs> to skip second grade, but they told me during S's fest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny! It's so funny. Oh my so, god, I appreciate that it's funny, and I also appreciate that like many of it, a lot of the commentary is also just like true to my struggles of like being a teacher. Like me and my friend will like text each other talking about like damn trauma bonding that really was us like crying in <laughs> in the staff bathroom or like you know dealing with like new tech to- technology that don't make no sense or like. I don't even know. Just your like, school falling apart. The school falling like, apart in real and time? absolutely not helping you. Doing nothing. They're just like, "Ooh, girl, figure it out." And the janitor's like, "I've been." He was like, I, "They won't give me the money to fix nothing. I've been doing simple <laughs> fixes for the last five years in that one toilet, and it just He's I can't like, do it." I'm, I'm sticking things together with duct tape. I don't know what. At this point, want. they won't give me any more supplies. They won't give me any more money. I I can't That's do anything it. else. <laughs> so I really, crazy. I really hope. And I think it's like been reported as like one of like the large like some a very like large premiere um for the network. So I'm really hoping the girlies give Quinta and friends all of the things. I want all of these seasons, okay. I would like some more yes. pieces of Tyler Tyler Williams on my screen. So thank you so much. That's your request. <laughs> that nigga looks so good. I said, my God. And I knew he looked good because I had seen his Instagram page like last year, and I was like, "Oh shit!" But him and these suits and these fitted, these fitted like Taylor. I definitely him. like had a crush on him when he was like on Everybody Hates Chris, and you know I'm glad that he is made his way back. back. Right, made his way back. Doing and also just very happy for Quinta. Um, the last thing I'll say, the last thing on the docket. Um, well, emo friends um we're here um it's time if you haven't already been aware uh when we were young fest is happening in october 2022 it will be a festival with headliners of such like my chemical romance in paramore <laughs> wait who <laughs> wait okay pause wait is it confirmed that paramore will be there Yes, so um, I can share the flyer with you later, but when we were young, Fest was announced by Live Nation. Um, It is a festival that is happening in October uh, of 2022 on the 22nd, the 23rd, and they just added a third show of Saturday the 29th, so the following weekend. Um, It is going to feature different various bands, Headliners, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, um, Pierce the Veil, Meet Me at the Altar, My Faves, um jimmy eat world bright eyes avril lavigne is going to be there um fucking silverstein uh, acceptance we the kings the wonder years i'm just reading all this <laughs> i don't know who else car seat headdress i prevail the story so far damn these names i wish mom jean these are like really really cool Let but i uh-uh. don't give a fuck about anybody else in that lineup <laughs> I'm still because I know Paramore is gonna be there. Haley Williams said you niggas yeah. aren't getting any new music and we're not touring. Well, I'm gonna do my did, own thing. She did say 
Um, Paramore did announce that they have been working on their following album and are also <laughs> working on going on tour. This is what happens not on media, bitch. I'm <laughs> so happens. ready. But I think this is one of the first shows that they're planning on doing. So it's taking place in October. Now, the girlies are very, you know, cautious because, you know, Corona is still out there in the streets. We don't know what it's going to look like by October. Um, Also, you know, from what happened with the Travis Scott concert we don't really know i mean but it's paramore and my chemical romance is not riots in the but, streets and beating telling people to beat their um their fans up because i don't think that's you know that. yeah so um so far though i can at least say it's been rather difficult for a nigga like me to get a ticket um me and some of my good duties we were like waiting for the pre-sale to like fucking start i was waiting on that link to like go through for like two hours and like my friend was able to get uh, two tickets for them and our other homie, and I got put on the wait list. So I don't know what the fuck is up, but if any of y'all got a Sunday ticket, let a bitch know because, <laughs> bitch, I'm planning on going. So, you know, if if the world ha- has not burned down. Also, I want to be clear, like, what would have probably worked is if one of y'all would have just, if both of y'all would like, we're getting three tickets and, like, we're going to try to, like, make it work. No, that's what they tried to do. We were both, like, we had multiple windows up. We were both, like, waiting online, like, for the link to go through. Um, and they tried to get three tickets at once, and it wouldn't let them get three tickets at once. It only let them get two. So... I tried to also get a ticket for myself and by then by the time like I typed everything out the tickets were sold out for Sunday. I Very only want to see like like the fact like this this is also so for those of you I will also say my chemical romance I've also heard I've also listened to the band um Mom Jeans. Very cute. Um mm-hmm. I feel like all that other shit though was not relevant <laughs> when you told me that Paramore is working on Paramore, new music and they're they going are. on tour I don't care I'm mostly here for Paramore and Meet Me at the Altar um, but yeah the girlies I wonder if they will have new music out by then I wonder. I wonder, I'm really surprised that they didn't call Fall Out Boy for this no shade but I oh, just God. do the girls I love Fall Out Boy maybe that was just me I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's happening like in the emo streets, so I don't I know. that's probably not. also why a lot of these names I don't recognize. I too do not know what's going. I can't. Like, um, and as my friend, you know, I'm not on social media. Why am I just hearing about this? I don't know, bitch. Like <laughs> you tell me every you, you got a fucking TikTok I'm or Instagram so post for every damn thing else that you sent me, but you didn't send me I'm the I'm fact sorry. that Paramore has I didn't music. Know really, be about it. You don't drag me. Am I not phone. a Paramore fan? That's not the case. I didn't know if you would want to go to a festival. So, you know. Fuck I the just, festival. I if they're drop if they're going on tour, I I'm gonna buy my Paramore ticket. They haven't announced. They haven't announced. I like, don't my money will be in the bank prepared. I'm gonna Beyonce okay. and Paramore. When they have a concert, we will go to a concert. Um I'm so but excited. Oh my god. I'm just letting you know that they're working on it. So yeah, you can mentally prepare and I'll let you know if they make an announcement. Oh my god. But yeah, for all of y'all out there, you know, let us know. Do you have a ticket? Are you excited to see any of these girls or any of these bands, you know, some folks I should be getting into? Um, yeah. I recommend mom jeans, but like also 
I'm really stressed. I can't like, believe I'm so, cause I really knew it was gonna be like a they were gonna pull it like Shaw Day or some shit and just drop off the planet for like ten years and then like give us these songs. No, I think no. Haley oh. said that they're like you know they're trying to do some more. They're doing some things. So you know, just I don't know when. Bless that band. Be, Bless that band. I'm ready. Ah uh, yes. I'm like if if I if. If I could see, like, the only people I would truly go to see again, and mom, like I said, I love mom, that was a cool band. I fuck with their music. Um, but that is the only, like, huh? I, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna give you some time to calm down and mentally prepare yourself. Um, but yeah, so that's about, that's about it for, uh, girl, I guess. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, wrap this thing up with a bow. Um, any last thoughts, feelings? Uh, ooh, girl. Um, I guess my only thoughts are, um, per the conversation earlier, just like think critically about the stuff that y'all are watching and reading and listening to. Um, even if it's created by a black person, it doesn't mean that one, it's created for us. Um, one that is created or two, like created for everybody in our community. Um. And also, it doesn't mean that, like, they're still not causing harm. So, like, (laughs) think critically about, like, the things that you um, like and don't like, why you like and don't like it, even the things you do really like, you know, what are some things that could be better? Because, you know, there's just, like, not perfect whatever. Um, But I feel like having critiques and being able to, like, you know, analyze the media you consume and uh, creating media literacy is important. So uh, yeah, I what do you guys? I'm gonna say 2022 is really trying a bitch like me. You know, um, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. 2022 is really trying a bitch like me, and yeah. send help. Like it's ghetto, send help, and hopefully mm-hmm. when I check in, it's from a different place, a better, a better, a better situation in a better area. Like let me just say. Yeah. That, I'll put it that way. Hopefully, the next time we do a we do a, we drop an episode, which I hope will be in the next you know couple weeks or a month, whatever, we'll figure it out. Um, it's me. I have a better a better take on my life, my life choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, mind your business, drink your water. Um, if you can't if you can't fight, fuck your own nigga this year. Um, and <laughs> follow us on social media. Y'all know, yeah. y'all know that you know you know the vibes. Um, ball, at Ball One Second Gen on Twitter and Instagram, Ball One Second Generation on Facebook, and uh, oh, also start like start liking us or like like leaving commentary and stuff, please on like the app. Yeah. We're like on Apple Music, right? We're on Apple we're Music. On we're on Spotify. Spotify. Right, on, like please like like, like let us know. Rate the Right, rate us. Like Leave us a review. If you if you hate us, let us know. We probably go ignore it. But oh no, I got know. some shit to say. So say something. I'm in the comments. Like, bitch, what's up? Pull up. Okay. Well, let us know either way. But like, let us know you listening, y'all. And even yeah. if you make it through the whole thing, be like, damn, bitch. The first, the first forty five minutes was lit. Thanks. Like, let us <laughs> know you at least tune it in. Share it with your homegirls. You know. Share it with your homegirls. Um, homegirls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and- <laughs> Hey, uh, I think that's it. We're out. Bye, bitch. Bye.